Hey, Marty. Thanks hey, for joining Steve, me. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Awesome. Well, this is a, a part of a series that I'm trying to make a, an adjacent podcast to Beyond the Rules. Beyond the Rules is a podcast I'm starting, as I told you, with Curtis. We recorded the first episode on Tuesday. Perfect. And it's been a project that we've worked on for the last, I would say, since uh, the, the meeting, that, the end of season meeting. So we're both very excited. And this part of the podcast is going to be called Behind the Rules, when I interview people during the week about, you know, something that's a relevant topic, which in this will be the start of the new season and welcoming the 2023 season for Diamond Nation. So let's start with, uh, how did you get started with Diamond Nation and where did you uh, become this Marty that everybody knows? <laughs> um, well, I started umpiring there about 14 years ago. And... I just did what everybody else does, just umpire, try and stay clean, um, make new friends, and learn a little bit more about what we do. Uh, from there, I became the assistant tournament director um, about seven years into it. And now I am the tournament director and umpire in chiefs, you know, assigning umpires and is Doing everything title? that I can do to make it go. What's is that? that an official title, Umpire in Chief? Yes. That, mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. I, yeah, I Tournament call... Director and Umpire in Chief. Mm -hmm. All right. That, so, and before that, you, I know you had a, um, you were a basketball official. Like, that was your, one of your main things. I still, uh, I still referee basketball. So, I've been umpiring baseball in New Jersey, the state, and for the NJSIAA for so my upcoming 49th season. I was... Wow. I've been fortunate enough to umpire 20 state finals um, in baseball. Basketball, I'm basketball official. This is my 40th year. I'm just finishing and have worked numerous tournament games, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I also used to referee soccer in the state of New Jersey. I refereed actually 14 state finals in soccer as well. Wow. Um, I was in the NBA program for basketball and in the pro-am level. Uh, never made it to the NBA, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, uh, for my family. Um, but I am, I refereed three national finals in three consecutive years, one in Dallas, one in San Francisco, and one in Milwaukee. So I've been around um, baseball. I was fortunate enough. I have an older brother who is a major league umpire. I know you want to talk about that later on. We'll get to that. Um, but I, I was fortunate enough to umpire one Major League Baseball game. It was an exhibition game, but I did umpire one baseball game. And what year was that? It was in 1998. Nice. Excellent. Wow. The Orioles versus Cardinals at RFK Stadium in Washington. Oh, old-ass RFK. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we'll get to you. Uh, we'll get to Al in a second. But in between uh, talking about Al, the, the mission of Beyond the Rules, uh, when I first started, uh, I – I think there's a, a gap in between knowing the rules and administrating and being a good umpire. I have a quote in all this is a, a good umpire, a good official knows the rules, a great umpire knows the game. And I think Diamond Nation has a lot because it's it. I know there's a hard and fast don't talk to parents thing because that's just the easiest option. But it's it's impossible to expect that in, in a in a in such a black and white binary way. So I always I've developed a sort of like a just a, a way of being where I, I engage with the parents and I, I even joke with them and Diamond Nation offers that because they kind of see me and I'm more familiar. I'm not just blue to a lot of people. Right. And, uh, and 
I, I talk to them and I, I give them more information. And I, I, the less, the more information I feel like parents have overall and coaches too, the less that they're going to ask things and the less that they'll have a, an a unfair expectation of what the role of an official is. I don't think they really know. And, and that not necessarily to, to do this like in practice, like on the field, but maybe this would be a vessel for people of all types and, and, and in all ways to sort of like understand more of what goes on beyond the rules of officiating. And I think Diamond Nation offers that sort of uniqueness because it, it has an expectation. It's not like this is rec ball and you're just like, I show up, but the whole time the season they had a guy who showed up with his pants untucked and just looked like, you know, he, you know, he came right. off a bender and Diamond Nation has a little more professional setup. So it, it inspired me plus my officiating wrestling. And I often say wrestling offers way more individuality. Uh, if you have a bad experience with a blue, you had a bad experience with me, whether it was me or not, but in wrestling, I'm Steve and people kind of have like their individual, cause it's just you out there. So the combination of both those things has led this idea. And when I first time I worked with Curtis, I'll never forget it. Cause I, I, I was going to, it was my fifth game of the day and you asked me to stay and it was a championship game. And the moment I saw him make a call at first base, the way he moved, I was like, Oh, I had no idea who he was. And I was like, I got to study from that guy. I got to learn from that guy. Right. So when this idea came to me, he's the first person I thought of to like add validity to it. It's not like just me doing this and he's going to help me become an NCAA umpire, which I'm going to cover throughout the podcast too, my mm-hmm. progress. And so, so we came together and we both said uh, separately what our goals are for this. And separately, we both thought the same thing. It was very, it was very cool. It happened at, um, at the end of the season meeting. It was, it's funny, I walked in, I was a little late and everybody was sitting at that table with you. And I was like, ah, like the kid in school missed out on a, getting that seat. <laughs> and then um, somebody got up and they, uh, I think it was, I forget who it was, but it was, her seat opened up and it was like a glow there. And I'm like, yes, now I can talk. Cause I was, I psyched myself out, even if I have the best ideas. And I was like, maybe, you know, maybe this is just like something, whatever, you have kids or whatever, you're about to be 40. What are you doing getting a hobby? But the more that we've talked about it and we've been working on this and he'll tell you tomorrow, for the last phone calls and phone calls and phone calls. And it's been pretty, been pretty magical. And we actually hit this. If we come out with it tomorrow, which is the goal, we really hit it on time, which is something I, you know, me, I'm not right. on time, <laughs> but anyway, that's the idea. That <laughs> hey, I, I when I'm there though, but, uh, but no, so that's, so our goal is like to get a place for where umpires can sort of like bring in what their skill sets are, under, help people understand what it means to be an umpire, the behind the the, the rules and behind the, the the chest protector, while also offering a lifestyle podcast. Like on the next episode, we hope it's going to be about relationships and how you walk onto a field and you don't know this guy, but you got to make that work. And how being right. in a relationship or marriage helps that and how being umpire and dealing with that sort of like random relationship can benefit your or relationship that you always had so right. so yeah it's that and on top of that i'm making a print version of it beyond the rules wrestling beyond the rules baseball so it can be like a rules adjacent thing so like a case book almost that's going to come out later but that's just to give you a, a where i'm going with this and how much it it's, i'm really trying to make this not just like a hobby i don't really I'm right. like some, i want this to be like some a, a vessel that can mm-hmm. can allow umpires to have a voice so well, I think that I think that by having Curtis involved, 
and I'll say egotistically myself involved, um, brings validity to this. Um, mm-hmm. Curtis is a top-notch Division One college umpire. Um, I actually, 25, 30 years ago, I umpired a full Division One um, baseball schedule. You know, that's years and years ago. Then, you know, things change, times change, and, and then you just focus on other things. Um, but getting back to the umpiring part and your relationship a little bit with the fans, um, you know, sometimes the fans only look at the game one way. They only look at the game one-ninth of a way, technically. They'll only look at their own son in baseball or their own daughter, tunnel vision for sure. And if if their son is pitching, they want every single pitch to be a strike. It could hit the back screen, and they want it to be a strike. And, you know, parents are not realistic all the time of, of what goes on with coaches, with umpires and coaches. And if, it, and if an umpire and a coach, like you say, has a good relationship, there can be conversation between an umpire and a coach that the, that the parent is just yelling at an umpire for no apparent reason other than their team or their son didn't get a call that they wanted to go their way. Yeah, not to interrupt you, I've had plenty of times where um, coaches have come up to me. He's like, listen, I know that was what I call, but mom's looking, dad's looking. I got to just have this conversation. I'm like, oh, right. do you want to Sometimes like, they got to support their, 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 child, their team, which is fine. That's all part of the game. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to do that. But, you know, as an administrator and, and having going on at Diamond Nation and for those of the, your, your um, fan base to your podcast, Diamond Nation, we operate seven fields at one time. All games, there's seven fields going on at one single time in the complex, which is probably the nicest complex in the Northeast. And, so it's right um, and that's not just there. Sometimes when we have the big tournaments, big fields are, are at a premium. We have to go off-site. We so. go off-site and we use two or three uh, local colleges or high schools to mm-hmm. uh, perform because, you know, we are one of the most recognized um tournament facilities for recruiting or you know in midsummer our 17 and 18s as you know tournaments 16 year old tournaments we draw 185 to 200 college coaches there along with 10 8 to 10 major league scouting viewers so it is very important for me to to make sure that the integrity of our tournaments is correct and running right um, and on time, so that these college co- these college coaches can watch these kids play, and hopefully, a good portion of them move on to the next level. Yep. With that said, I have to make sure that my umpire staff is top notch, which I really believe we've done a good job of at Diamond Nation by bringing younger guys along and make them better by working with by having a Steve Batista who is kind of raw when he first started. Very. And now is a top-notch official because he works with guys like Curtis Dugar or Pete Ham or, or Mark Ian or and he listens around the table to Marty Clark, you know. And the conversations we have around the table about rules, about situations, about handling situations, about positioning, it's invaluable. That's the it's beyond. Invaluable. That's the beyond too. That's yeah, like- that's beyond what goes on on the field, without a doubt. You have to be able to have conversations because no one is always 100% right. I'm not 100% right all the time. Curtis is not. 
but we learn from each other, you know, and we talk to each other and we talk about positioning on a certain play, whether it's in the wedge or taking a, taking a call, third baseline extended, or in the B or C position and, and getting to the working area as quick as possible so that you can get around the field in, in, you know, equal time that coaches, they don't care. Parents, they don't care, but other officials do care. And, and that's what we strive for. And that, that way, when I have a young official, I can put him with an experienced official and they talk between innings and they talk about different situations and, um, and they all get better. I mean, we have a good number of guys who um, start at Diamond Nation who, who come from their local leagues or their local high schools and, 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 the level of play at Diamond Nation dictates that you have to become better. You have to become better at Diamond Nation because yeah. of the way these kids play in, in the older tournaments. These teams are not coming with, you know, Johnny throwing 75 miles an hour. They're coming with Steve who's throwing 95. For everybody, for everybody who doesn't understand, it's, there's a difference between a recreational local ball that every kid can make versus – Travel to and coaches or just put it to people coaches getting paid versus coaches not getting paid. So, you know, there's a sort no, of uh, there's there's not too much daddy ball that goes on at Diamond yeah, Nation. They're yeah. they're they're paid trainers, they're paid coaches. Mm -hmm. Some are college coaches, some are high school coaches. That yeah. um, Wadika. you know, daddy sits on the outside and says, yeah. "Oh yeah, I didn't notice things like that." But um, and another thing that Diamond Nation like. You talk about the growth that I have when I started off raw. That was um, at nine years ago, and I that was my second year, full year, uh, doing like beyond uh, uh, varsity and up, I should say. Right. My first year, which was cool, I didn't, I didn't do any varsity my first year for both sports, wrestling and um, baseball, which was good. And so right. yeah, I remember you know, like Pete Ham was my my uh, outlet, and mm -hmm. he, that was the first person I worked with, and. Oh no! I sorry, sorry. That was the first baseball game I actually started on a Jenny Finch weekend, uh, and I had and I was just I just started softball that year too, so it was, it was fresh uh -huh. in my mind. And and you know those weekends are a little less hectic, you know, not maybe administratively, but umpire umpire wise. Yeah, I would say. right. It's um, an easier game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the combination for the softball too, hour and fifteen minutes. So I remember I was so hyped. I did all four games at the plate too. <laughs> and it went so quickly and then i was so I, I was on like a high about feeling like damnation seeing the complex like a disney of baseball and then mm -hmm. the next week it was and those were later games so you know i wasn't tired i showed up next week and 14u and it's pete ham and me and i'm late the first time we ever talked was you walking off the first base and me shaking my hand and say, Hey, you're Marty. I'm sorry. I'm late. <laughs> it was yeah, like, that, okay. That's one thing that I don't, I, you know, as well as anyone, I just have a hard time with people being late because now I have to do your job because I go on the field because we want to start every game with two umpires uh, yeah, and I'm, I can't do my job if I'm doing someone else's job. I'm going to have an assigner series to this too, for a bunch of assigners and, and, have some like so people even officials who who listen to the podcast. I'm gonna try to develop some uh, uh, a following so those podcasts could be a little more informative. This is more introduction and mm -hmm. like I, like you said, credible. So where tomorrow it's like oh Curtis is on the podcast and the, the interview portion is with Marty, right? I'm very deliberate about this. So you know and and I think we that's 
we, we covered the essence of, of Dimension and, and how I'm trying to bring beyond the rules and you knowing me and seeing my growth. Like I said, this is my ninth year here, which is fucking nuts. Um, let's move on to uh, next subject. I remember you giving me a little postcard thing and it said Al Clark on it. And you you did a, uh, you explained who he was. And then one of the seasons he actually helped us in that Zoom meeting or he, he came on right. and he talked about it. And I remember learning so much in that little thing and reading about him, obviously, the, the end of his career, that's whatever, but we'll just focus on how he, what he did during his career, two, two world, um, world Series, I think it was like four All-Star games, if I remember. Yeah. And yeah, it was like, I hope to one day. Numerous playoff games and special games. I mean, you have to get there yes. to get to the World Series. So, uh-huh. yeah, and and uh, um, I hope to interview him one day, you know, if maybe you spread the blessing, like I said, that podcast builds. Um, but from your perspective, you're his younger brother, I assume. I am. Uh, uh, was he, did rules or officiating happen to both of you or if he was the first person that inspired you or? No, he, he, he was an umpire um, for a number of years before I started. And how he inspired me or how he taught me was, and I'll tell you, is a very strange story. He said to me when I was in a, a senior in high school, because I started umpiring the summer I graduated high school and he had already been through the minor leagues. So he was home and he said to me, oh, so you want to umpire? So we went to our local high school where we both graduated from and we pulled up Wait, to the baseball. Let me tell you, what was that? At what? Ewing High School in, in, in Ewing, New Jersey. OK. We both graduated from there. We grew up in Ewing Township right. and went to the baseball field. And we walked out onto the field and he said, go call a play at first base. No clue what to do. No clue where to stand. No clue what, what to out, safe, fair, fair. I don't, I don't know anything. Probably I know from watching the game. Whatever you, whatever you did know and that pressure, you probably, you know, the pressure makes you learn less. I, I honestly knew nothing, not yeah, where nothing. to stand. I went out to first base and I said, well, what do I do? He said, mm-hmm. make a call. Make a call. And I said, okay, out. Trial because you fire. can't just go out there and say out. So he taught me how to do it, where to stand in foul territory, how to get around the bases, and and how to call balls and strikes, and how to do things like that. And and to this day, you know, when there's a situation of play ruling – or you know positioning although it's past positioning has changed but i'm still old school um i have a great resource in a a speed dial and i can call up and get get a rule a great one that's putting it mildly that's putting it mildly i mean you have a a, like uh you that's like curtis is to me in a a way like like that's what he's that quality control i can still you know but i need something that's going to validate it or invalidate it properly Right. And it's good that you have so that. the one thing he taught me, and this is good for all young officials and, and older officials, is when there's multiple things that happen in a play, whether it's interference, obstruction, um, a, a, a tag that's you know malicious, whatever it is, if you break it down to the sequence of what happened, going as far back as the beginning of the play and take each thing individually, then you will always get the rule correct. A, and, B, and C, D. That's all it is. Just go in, in sequential order as to what happened, 
and take your time, make the call and break it down. And and you should never have too many problems. Yeah, but Marty, where, that, where where is this in the rule book though? That's what like, there's there's not it's all knowledge. It's, it's all, all beyond conversation. The rules. It's yes, it's all what, beyond the rules. This is what without this is. A doubt. And and yeah, and that's what like beyond the rules is because anybody could just I put the rule book right by my toilet every time I take a shit, read it, boom. But how much can you digest it without reading a book doesn't mean anything when you walk onto the field. Exactly. And that's I mean, you gotta know the rules. And you got to be able to interpret the rules, but your judgment. And and I've always believed this. Um, if I were to run a cadet class for any organization in high school, I would talk 10% rules and 90% mechanics because the rules are the rules. Everybody's going to know fair, foul, safe out, ball strike, and they're going to get 50% of it wrong anyway. But if you can work yourself into getting into position and mechanically be solid, that's that's yeah. the other rule. That's that's, that's knowing how to officiate. Yeah, that's and knowing that, how to officiate. Oh, a good official knows the rules. A great official knows the game. There's always learning. You can always learn. I mean, I I've actually been trying to work with this gentleman out in California right now, and he has a um, he has a um, an app for your phone oh. that it's called rules in black and white baseball rules in black and white. And it's, it's a very text me his number when we're done. So maybe I can talk to him about this. What's that? Text me his number when we're done. So I can, you know, enter. yeah. And so way. what he does is he has an app out there and it is a simplified version in layman's terms of every rule. Hmm. So it explains it because if, if you and I read a rule book, we're going to possibly interpret things differently because the rule book is not an easy thing to read. In wrestling, That's, we have a case book. It, it's like a literally like an adjacent book that goes over yeah. scenarios of how to apply it. Correct. And, and, and what this gentleman has done is he simplified everything where you can have all levels talk about the rules and what goes on to create a rule interpretation. Mm, that's interesting. So, no, it, it's a really good website. I mean, it's, I don't even, I don't know if he has, I think he does have a website, but he definitely has an app that you, um, you can do. You can download, it's free, it doesn't cost, and it's baseball rules in black and white. That's, and I've actually used it for a number of years, but now I'm talking to the guy about trying to promote it a little bit more. Hey. And I get nothing out of it other than people learning and, and becoming better. Uh, I want to end with real quick, just your goals of the 2023 season for what you see with Diamond Nation. And more specifically, I want them to hear what you sort of want real quickly, expectations yep. on new umpires and incumbent ones at the same time. Yep. So what I always look for is to just continue our um, our, our facility, to make, make sure our facility is still the best in the Northeast when we're done. And how that happens is through the umpiring. And if the umpires do a good job, we're doing a good job because um, myself and others, we always support the umpires. We're there. We don't let things get out of control. We are going to try and control the fans a little bit more this year than last year where we're going to have a almost zero tolerance. We'll let them have one say, but if, if it continues, we're just ejecting people right away because – the fan base uh, is totally out of control. Um, as far as 
young umpires. I, I need to have five, seven, eight new umpires every year because of the amount of games we play. And then I can put them with the veteran guys. And, and I know things will be okay. Curtis um, and I are working on that. <laughs> that's yeah. That's what we're, we're striving to do is build our staff, build our staff in a, in a professional manner where everybody's in diamond nation uniform, because that's very important to, to the perception of what diamond nation is. We, we're just going to strive to maintain what we do. Yeah, standard. And, and, and standard make sure that. that, you know, the customer base wants to come back to Diamond Nation, that the better teams do want to come back. And right now, almost every tournament sold out throughout the year. So we, we're doing that. a good job. We just have to maintain it. And we have to maintain it through the umpiring staff. Absolutely. And of all the fish of, of baseball and wrestling, there's a, there's a lot more views and people like that are yeah. uh, mm-hmm. a, a vessel for yeah it's very it's definitely and uh, it's like basketball yeah I've so so I've heard and Curtis has told me because he's a basketball fish too but I I mean that for now that's it I we can we're gonna talk more this is okay. this is happening Marty like it's it's happening no this is great I I'm, I'm I wish you the best of luck with it and and hopefully it grows and grows and grows and you know uh, hopefully you'll hey. have me back. You know, let me put stickers up. <laughs> I'm going to put them at the uh, desk. We'll, I don't know we'll talk, about that. We'll they don't let that. anything up. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But no, thank you, Marty. I, this is this is amazing, uh, and I, I really appreciate it. This means a lot to me. This whole thing is I've been working on this for a long time, and oh, that's you, good. Yeah. You being the first guest is I appreciate it. Thank you. That's why I, I named the episode "Diamond in the Rough," and uh-huh. that's what you are. And thank you, Marty. <laughs> so for everybody listening to Beyond the Rules, Behind the Rules podcast, this is Marty Clark. I'm Steven Batista, and thank you.